0: this is The Outpouring Meeting with Dr. David Jeffries. Hi, this is David Jeffries coming from Lexington, Kentucky, live and well on planet Earth. Hey, Psalm 91, a thousand people listening to this tonight know that Psalm 91 is one of your very favorite. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall live continually under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to just give you a little something to start with. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall live continually under the shadow of the Almighty. I want to talk a little bit about the shadow of God overshadowing you. But the whole message tonight is that, but it's also trusting God. Oh, my goodness. When I say, do you really trust God? It's a little panic in some people's life that goes... Well, there were some things I wanted God to do and He didn't do the way I wanted Him to. And so I hope I can trust Him. I'd like to trust Him. But you see, you've got to come way past that. You've got to come tonight to a place where you say, whether I understand it or not, whether I grasp it or not, whether I believe it fully or not, I still trust God. Job came to that decision when he said, Even though he slay me, I'm going to still trust him. Isn't that amazing how Job said that? And all the incredible, terrible things that happened to that man. And yet he said, even though he slay me, I'm still going to trust him. So tonight I'm going to talk to you about trusting God and how deep trust goes. And I also want you to begin to yearn for and call for yourself to trust God with all of your heart as the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't try to figure it all out. But in everything you do, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I see Janice has come up. I love you, Janice. We're praying for you like crazy that God will touch you. Hey, listen. So trusting God tonight. Now I want you to get that in your frame of your mind that as you dwell in in the secret place of the Most High and you live continually under the shadow, God's casting shadow of protection and love and grace over you, God is doing something inside of you that is causing you to be able to stand up with people and when they say, do you trust God? You won't have to lie. You'll say, I trust God. Sometimes I don't trust myself. Sometimes I fail in trusting myself Trusting God. <laughs> how about that? Trusting myself, trusting God. But it's OK. Be very, very honest with God tonight. And be honest right now, do I trust God? And it would be better for you to say, "Well, probably less than I should, or maybe a lot less than I should trust God." Well, the whole message is on how to trust yourself to God. How to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Isn't that beautiful? Now, I'm going to try to start off with a song, or hymn. There is a fountain filled with blood Drawn from Emmanuel's veins And sinners plunged beneath that flood Lose all their guilty stains Lose all their guilty stains Lose all their guilty stains and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stain, dear dying lamb, thy precious blood, listen to this part, shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. be saved to sin no more, be saved to sin no more, till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Hi, Anessa. Daddy loves you. (laughs) I can see the names on my screen, people that are joining in, so every once in a while I'll take time to say hi. Listen to me. There is a message on faith that is wonderful. By faith, the worlds were framed by God. By faith, Abraham took his son, went up the mountain. By faith, Moses. By faith, David. By faith. And the whole 11th chapter of Hebrews, called the Faith Chapter, is a marvelous chapter. But I'm going to say something to you there is something higher and deeper than faith in the life of the believer. You're not going to like that at first. You're going to go, I don't think so. Because if I have faith, I can do miracles. If I have faith in God, I can trust him. Whoop, did you hear me? I can trust him for anything. Now, in other words, there is a simple formula for faith. And that simple formula is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear God's word, what you do is you take it and take ownership of it and make it yours. Father, thank you that you said you'd never leave me, you will never forsake me, you'll never give me up to evil as long as the world shall last. That's a pretty good declaration. That's a pretty good confession to the Father, isn't it? Father, thank you, you said you'd never leave nor forsake me as long as the world ends. Now, faith is a wonderful thing. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That means when God speaks something to you and you embrace what he's saying to you, And you say, That's mine. I claim this in the name of the Son of God. I have faith in the name of God that God is speaking the truth to me and that God is speaking life into me. Do you like God to speak life into you? Where death is working against you, God has said, I've come to give you life. I've come to give it to you more abundantly, Jesus said. Abundant, overwhelmingly wonderful life. That's what Jesus has to give you now. Now, Faith is a marvelous thing, but I'm going to say one more time, maybe five more times, trust is even greater than faith. What? How could trust be greater than faith? Faith, now invited faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And remember this, that when you're operating in trusting God, it means the deeper you trust Him, the deeper you love Him. The deeper you love God. And as you love God, you stop asking questions that are foolish. You stop saying, God, prove this to me. Show me. Uh, Lord, show us the Father, and it'll make us happy, the disciples said. And Jesus had these wonderful words. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so they were trying to say, well, we can trust you, and we can believe in you if you'll do a certain thing a certain way. If you'll answer my prayer just exactly like I want you to, then I will come to a place where I'll have faith in you and I can trust you. Now, let me say this to you. It is true that God is at work in your life every day, every hour of your life to bring you to a deeper and higher level of trust. Now, faith is not so difficult because faith is like the woman that touched the hem of his garment. I preached on that a few weeks back. The moment she touched the hem of his garment, she was not much of a woman by faith before that. But immediately Jesus turned around and said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Now, that woman who was sick and grew sicker and sicker and sicker could not be called a woman of faith. She couldn't be called a woman of faith. She was nearly dead. And she'd had 12 years this sickness and grew worse and spent all the money and she's in poverty now. Would you call her a woman of faith? Not until she heard, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Now, I'm going to go through this just shortly. As she touched the hem of his garment, Jesus said, who touched me? And he swirled around and said, who touched me? And and she was a little bit embarrassed, I'm sure. And he said, somebody touched me. Someone touched me because I felt healing power flow out of me. Now, he said later, daughter, your faith has healed you. But nobody in that city would say, this is a great woman of faith. Oh, my goodness. She touched Jesus. She got healed. A great woman of faith. Do you understand? She was a woman of desperation and despair. But Jesus said one moment after she touched him, you are my daughter of faith. Your faith has healed you. Do you see the importance of that? No, but we've got to isolate that term faith in simply responding to God. As you obey the word of God, faith is created to do miracles. It's like it's called created faith. I know of a church in uh, Richmond, Kentucky, that called their church Created Faith Church. Created Faith Church. It was wonderful. But God does a creative miracle when we respond to his precious word from the Bible. But the difference between faith and trust, and I really, again, I really want you to begin to ask God for a deeper trust in him. Will you do that? Trust is earned. Faith is an instantaneous touching the hem of Jesus. But trust is earned. God earns your trust. And that trust may more than likely will start on the very lowest level. I mean, it's so low. It's like, oh, I guess God's got to do a whole lot of things in my life before I'll actually say, I simply trust him. I fully trust God because we just don't do that naturally. It's kind of hard to trust something you can't see. It's kind of hard to trust something that you that you hear the wind blowing. You hear the sound, but you don't know where it's going, coming. And even so is everyone born of the spirit of God, but you hear the wind and you know, don't know where it's coming from. In other words, God is a spirit. And because you don't see God's face, you see his hand at work and you see the results of God's goodness and his intervention in your life. But it's hard, difficult, really difficult for you to say in all honesty, I absolutely trust God. Do you see how difficult that is? I, I kind of guarantee that there's nobody listening right now that would, ab- would say, I absolutely, totally, without any shadow of a doubt, trust God. Well, let me show you how to start trusting God. I, I like everything starting with little baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps. <laughs> like in What About Bob? <laughs> what a movie. Baby steps. You start off by trusting God by asking the question, Who is God? And as you ask that question, you're going to prove that your theology about God is really powerful. You believe a whole lot more about God's faithfulness, God's power, God's abilities, than you probably had ever dreamed you did. And so if someone just say to you, who is God? You would say, well, God can do anything. And there's a little song, God can do Anything, anything, yes, anything. God can do anything but fail. God can do anything but fail. And so your theology is all right about trust. So, on the basis level, of smallest, lowest level, you're already saying, He's God and I'm me. <laughs> and as long as He's God, He's wonderful. Wonderful. And so, as you know, this wonderful God. And as you know him and you begin to state your theology, for instance, what can God not do? What can God not do? I'm going to be silent while you look around and think about it. Close your eyes. What do you see? Nothing. God cannot do nothing. He can do all things, all things, all kind of wonderful miracles. He created the world's. He's flung the stars into the heavens. Now, see, you already believe all this. You already believe this about God. I'm just asking you tonight to ask God and to believe God that he wants you to go to a deeper level of trust. He wants you on the deepest level. And then as you begin to trust God, God goes about his time on this earth in your life proving himself, and proving himself, and proving himself over and over again. I, I got myself a car. It's a hardtop convertible, and I love it. And I noticed that a part of the fender was popped down. And I looked under there, and I couldn't see anything. And I thought, oh boy, I'm going to have to take this to the shop, and I'm going to have to get maybe pay $500 to get them to take the, the, the bump front bumper off and pop that fender back in and put it back on. And I went to pump some gas. And while I was pumping gas, I said these words, I'm gonna try one more time. Because I tried and tried and tried and couldn't get that fender to pop back in, that little part of the fender. And I, I was, after pumping the gas, I stopped and I walked over to the fender and I saw a rubber housing. And I took my fingers and pushed it aside and I saw a little bolt-like thing sticking down like that. And I saw a little metal thing like that And so I was able to push a certain way and snap, and that thing popped right back in place. Now, i say something to you. That may be little to you, but it was big to me. And what you do is you go back over your life, and you say, Father, in the name of the Son of God, I can trust you because. And you begin to name the great good things God has done in your life. Do you understand as you name them and list them out loud father i remember when christina had a birthday dinner and i shared this not long ago she had a birthday dinner we didn't have any money woke up on her birthday and said oh my land's alive we have no money but you know in a little while a man banged on the door and he says i don't know why i'm so upset and i said what are you upset he said i turned the corner and the lord spoke to my heart this guy had never talked like that he said he said give you every dime that he had in his wallet he pulled out $26 now back about 25 years ago $26 are like 75 now and we had a birthday dinner out of thin air a miracle of God you see so as I tell these stories about God and I sing great is thy faithfulness O God, my Father, there is no shadow of turning with Thee. Thou changest not Thy compassions, they fail not. As Thou hast been, Thou forever wilt be. Great is Thy faithfulness." In other words, You're going to be there standing doing when I need you to be there standing doing for me and my family. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. So you're going to see God faithful. But I want you to sit down and I want you to say, I remember when. Those are some of my favorite words. I remember when. I remember when you touched a child, a baby. Uh, There's a fellow in in, um, Rochelle, Georgia. You ever heard of Rochelle, Georgia? I live not too far away from it. His name is Harry. I forget his last name. It's been like 40 years ago. And Harry called one day and said, I'd like to bring my grandbaby by, a little tiny, like eight-week-old baby. And her mother, Sherry's, his daughter, said, I want to bring Sherry and the baby by for you to pray for them in the parsonage. And I said, okay, bring them on by. I said, what's the problem? He said, the baby has a crooked foot like that. A crooked foot. I thought, oops, I've never prayed for anybody for that. He brought the baby in and Sherry. And I just tell you, you don't try to second guess God. Just trust him more. Trust him more and more and more. And ask him. If you have to plead for trust, plead for it. Because the deeper you trust him is the proof that more you love him. And as you love him more, you trust him more. Isn't that good? It's proportionate. As you love him more deeply, as you express that love, then you are deepened in trust. There's almost like a bank roll of trust. It's like you put trust in the bank and, and it grows and gets interest and grows more and more and more until one day you say, I trust you, Father, with all of my heart because it's not based on what you understand Or what you think or what your theology is is just based on who you believe God is and what you believe about God's greatness and God's goodness and God's mercy it's what you believe about God that is proportionate to your being able to trust him and more deeply now it's God's plan one more time it's God's plan for you to trust him so what happens Uh, as we go along in life uh, as I prayed about that that dinner Along came the man, he gave me the money for Christina, and it was a wonderful thing. We had a birthday party celebration, and we had no way of doing it. But once again, I'm telling you, recount, go back and call forth the faithfulness of God. Father, I remember when. I remember when we were all in a panic one day when little Samuel, at about oh, two years old, came missing out of Christina's house. Someone said, where's Samuel? And we all said, where's Samuel? And and he was nowhere. We ran through all the house downstairs and looked at every place. Samuel was nowhere to be seen. And we all, including me, panicked. It's like, oh no, oh no, Samuel's gone. Did someone snatch him up? He was the most beautiful baby boy. He's still a handsome young man. Listen to me. We all ran out a different door and some tried to go through a window (laughs) to run down the street. We ran down the street. We got in cars and we started driving. Everybody was going, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And then in the midst of the panic, I turned to trust God. I turned in my own faith. and I said, Father, where's Samuel? And I heard the father say, as plain as day in my heart, go back to the house. And I said, but Lord, Samuel's not there. Go back to the house. I went back, opened the front door, looked around and looked up the staircase and standing at the top of the stairs was little Samuel just looking about like, where'd everybody go? (laughs) Where'd everybody go? (laughs) When you're in a panic, trust God. When you don't have enough money, whatever, trust God. Give money. If you don't have enough, give some because it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. But let God build a history of trust in you. Let him build a history where you trust God. And as you trust God, you will grow deeper and deeper and deeper in your faith and deeper and deeper in your love because you'll turn around and say, Now I know why I love him. Now I know why I love God. And as you say that with God's great faithfulness over and over and over again, You don't know it, but you're deepening, God is deepening you in that faith and trust and love. Those three together, faith, trust, and love. And the great trust means that, and I'm going to give you a definition, faith is touching Jesus. It's nothing more nor nothing less than touching the Lord. As a woman touched his garment. And it's touching the Lord and, and reaching out to touch the Lord at his word. When Christ speaks into your heart, you say, yes, Lord. You don't say, mm, I'm not sure about that. No, you never. You don't have to say that. You already know who Jesus is. You know that he's the Lamb of God sent down from heaven to suffer and bleed and die and to be raised from the dead. You already know who Jesus is. So you don't have to go look it up in a dictionary and wonder who Jesus is. No. Wonderful, wonderful. He is so wonderful and so because you believe that and you have that great estimation and esteem that you hold for Jesus you don't say I wonder if I can trust God for this no you look up toward heaven and you might say what Jehoshaphat said when the enemy surrounded him and there was no way out and that enemy was a dangerous group of people they would have destroyed the Israelites cut them open and killed them and Jehoshaphat said this Oh God we don't know what to do they were afraid they were afraid because the enemy was so vast numbers and then he looked up and he said we don't know what to do but our eyes are on you our eyes are on you we're looking above the storm to where God rules the heavens where God rules this earth where God has the power to turn back the force of hell God has the power to put you under the shadow of the Almighty and that you may dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And that secret place is trusting God. Is that you, If you're in the midst of something and the enemy's about to attack you and you say to the Lord, increase my faith, deepen my trust in you, I trust you and your ability to set me free far above what the enemy can do to me. I trust you, Father. Do you understand? It's language. It's language of trust. I trust you. I trust you in the name of Jesus that you love me, that you have power that I've never seen before that comes from God. There is no other power but the power of God. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb. You say, there's power in your blood. Lord Jesus, there's nothing too hard for God. And so when you begin to make those declarations, Father, there's nothing too hard for you. Therefore, whether I understand it, I can grasp it right or not, I put my trust in God. I put my trust in you. That's one thing about saying, I trust God. And then the difference between I trust God and I put my trust in God. Look at the action of this. One, I trust God. It's like you're kind of afar looking at the picture saying, oh, yes, if it comes right down to it, I trust God. And then there comes a time where I like the word entrust. To entrust means it's an action word. It's a verb. Uh, Trust is a noun. But entrust is an action word. And so therefore, when you say, God, I don't understand. I don't know why things are so hard. I don't know why I had another flat tire. I don't know why things are falling apart all around me. I just know you've got the whole world. In your hands, you've got the whole wide world. Do you believe that? In your hands, you've got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. Isn't that great? Yes, it is. You're going to trust God, aren't you? You're not going to crawl in that bed tonight and say, I'm quaking out of fear. I'm afraid for the coronavirus. I'm quaking all over the place. You're not going to do that because the same Psalm 91 says, A thousand shall fall by your side and ten thousand by your right hand, but none of the devil's power shall come near you. Do you understand? None of the devil's power shall come near you. And so, if you did have the coronavirus, and I know a bunch of my good friends that had it, don't you understand? That you don't just say, Well, God didn't keep that virus away from me. What's going on? But you may say, But I'm recovering. And I have friends right now that are marvelously recovering from the coronavirus. And some of them are 60 years old and older. My one friend is 67 and recovering well. God is so good, isn't he? So what you do is you say, whatever may fall upon me, I trust God that he loves me. And if God lets me pass out of this world into the next world from whatever, I'll be in his holy presence. Do you understand you got a win-win situation with the Lord, so you may as well trust Him because He can't fail you. He cannot fail you. He doesn't know the meaning of it. It's not in His dictionary, failure. So He's your God. You trust Him, but you trust Him with all of your heart. I spoke on that one night about how to trust God with all of your heart. Now, on the basic level, again, the difference between faith and trust is, is that faith is something that you hear God speak a word and you say yes and you embrace that word. You embrace it. God spoke to Moses and said, "What's in that in your hand?" He said, "A rod. He said, "Throw it on the ground." He threw it on the ground and became a snake. <laughs> and he ran and fled from it, but then he reached his hand down. God said, "Take it up and he took it up by the tail and it became a rod again. You see, God was right there speaking His word. Man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And I want to say something to you. You might jump to early conclusions too quickly. You might say, oh no, what's going to happen to me? And you might, you might imagine the worst kind of death. You might imagine the worst kind of destruction, losing your job, losing your house, losing your family. You might imagine all that, that probably never will happen. So leave it alone. Don't jump to conclusions about God. Ever so often, people will tell me, I'm in a bad situation financially. I'm in a real bad situation emotionally. And, and I'm, I'm basically listening to them and they say, and I don't think there's anything that can be done. I don't think there's anything that can be done to help me. When I hear that, it, it makes the hackles rise up on my neck. And I say, aren't you a Christian? Well, yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, then don't the, doesn't the Bible, your Bible say, my God shall supply all your needs? I can do this thing through Christ who strengthens me. You see, I'm one of those busybody guys that reminds you of the mighty promises of God that cannot be broken. The Bible says there's great and precious promises coming from God that those promises cannot be broken. It says it that way. They're your promises. So you trust God. You say to him, help my faith. I I do believe, but help my unbelief. And Jesus helped that man's unbelief by healing and delivering his son from that devil's power. So just be honest with the Lord. Say, I don't know whether I can trust you for this or not. But I'll say this, Lord. I believe you. Help my unbelief. Help my untrust until it becomes strong trust in you. Help my untrust until it becomes greater and greater and greater. And one day I say, Though he slay me, I still trust him. Even though God do the worst thing, allow the worst thing to come my way, I will still trust the Lord. That is so difficult for me to understand how Job could say that. But I'll tell you how he said it. He loved God. And the deeper you love God and the deeper you grow in his love, there'll come a time when you ask no more questions. You'll basically say, speak, Lord, your servants listening. You'll basically say, I'm going to do whatever God leads me to do. And you're going to stop this silly jumping to conclusions saying there's disaster, there's despair, everything looks hopeless, what am I going to do? Stop it. Don't talk like that. I can trust in God. I will put my trust in God. That's the action word there, see, about trust. It's not just, well, I can trust God. God can do a wonderful things." No. You look at God and you say, I'm trusting you right now in the name of your son, Jesus. You have never known the meaning of failure in my life. I've only known you to turn the disaster into joy. I've only known you to turn the dark clouds away and to cause the sunlight to come breaking through. I did a wedding uh, down in uh, Mississippi about 10 years ago. And a couple called me and said, would you come to my wedding? So I went down to to a little town in Mississippi, Biloxi, as a matter of fact, they just had a terrible hurricane and blown away the park. But they got married in the park, and it had been raining nasty, cloudy for days. And they told me later that they took the, um, a video of it of the wedding, and they said, "Do you know Dr. Jeffries? That when you pronounce us husband and wife, I pronounce pronounce you husband and wife in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit." She said. The clouds parted honestly and bright sunlight broke through for the first time in days. And they just took that as God's shining face, blessing their marriage. Isn't that beautiful? So the clouds may west a week. The rain may fall for a month but there's going to come a time when God will park the clouds in your life and the brightness of Jesus will come shining through and he'll step out of the dark places where you cannot see him and he'll step into the light. And once again, you will behold his glory as of the only begotten son of God, full of truth and grace. You're going to see him come through for you. And the more he comes through for you again and again and again and again, something's happening inside of you where you will say, and I got the third time I'm going to say this, Father, I remember when. Father, I remember when. I remember when there was no hope. No hope. I was in the world without hope. I just wanted to give up. I wanted to die. And yet, Father, I would have died. I would have died in sin. And when I look back upon my life to see where I've been, except for God's amazing love, I would have died in sin. When I look back upon my life to see where I've been, except for God's amazing love, I would have died in sin. That's one of my poems out of my book, Jewels from His Crown, on the website, drdavidjeffries.com. But isn't it wonderful? I would have died in sin. But I am not going to die in sin. It's not your plan for me to die in sin. It's your plan for me never to die. As a matter of fact, you said we shall not all die, but we shall be changed in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, which shall be changed for to be absent from this body on the earth, is to be immediately present with the Lord. How do you like that? You can't be killed. You can only pass from here to there. I like that. You'll be transported by a wonderful angel. Beautiful angels will take you to heaven. And you'll say to the Father, When you get to heaven, there won't be one person that will say, You failed me. There will not be one person in the history of the world of eternity that we'll be able to turn to God in heaven or the Lord Jesus in heaven and say, well, you didn't come through for me. You failed me. (laughs) And what will happen is, the Bible says that when you get to heaven, then shall you know, even as you're also known. In other words, you're going to have revelation of how God was faithful. In the midst of the greatest storm, when you thought the storm won the battle, God is above the storm. And you're going to find out that God had a higher plan for your deliverance than you had for your own deliverance. God loves you. He's your father. You can trust him, but you must say, give me a deeper level of trust. You can have all the faith you want. Faith to, to move mountains. Faith to, to, to see miracles happen. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't have trust as a result of God's faithfulness to you. And, and as His faithfulness is coming through, trust grows deeper, deeper, higher, higher in your life until the day comes when you say, how foolish I was to ever not trust God. How silly it was not to put my trust in the Lord. Do you understand that? You're going to, re- you're going to re- speak, repeat that someday. How foolish of me not to trust God. And guess what you're going to do? you're going to trust God with all of your heart. You're not going to try to figure it out. That's where you get in trouble when you try to say, I don't know whether God can do this or not, or whether God loves me enough. Don't be silly. God is no respecter of persons. That means He respects every person equally. And God is no respecter of persons. It means He loves each of us individually, not because we earn His love, but because He's our Father, and a Father loves His children. A father loves his children. So ask him now, deepen my faith, deepen my belief, deepen my trust so that when the day comes that I have to trust you, I'll have a whole barrel full of trust rising up in me and I'll be able to say, I can't see it. I don't understand it. It hasn't happened yet. But when it does happen, it'll be you, father, making it happen. It'll be you, Lord Jesus, stepping out of those shadows into the light, making these things happen. So I'm praying now that you may trust God on a level like you've never trusted Him before. I'm praying right now in your life that you may say, simply trusting every day, trusting God along my way, as the old hymn says. And so the Lord is going to give you that trust. But remember, trust is deeper than faith. Faith is an accumulation of God's faithfulness, accumulation of what you've seen God do again and again. But trust is at a place that you basically can say, even when I can't see it, I can trust God with it. I can trust God with it. Did you ever have anybody that uh, you wanted to trust something to? Uh, My first cousin, Bernice, (laughs) Bernice Fitzgerald, uh, when I was a little kid, about six years old, my first cousin was my sweetheart. And uh, I used to take a, a dime, or 20 cents, and I'd say, now Bernice, I need you to keep the money for me. And when we get up to like 20 cents, I'd take Bernice down to the Dairy Queen. And I'd say, we want two cones dipped in chocolate. Can you believe you could get a Dairy Queen ice cream cone for a nickel? you say, man, he's ancient, how old is that guy? You could get it for a nickel and then dip it in chocolate for another nickel. And I would hand it to Bernice and, and I would entrust her with the money. And sure enough, if it was six months later, I'd say, Bernice, you still got that money. Got it. Waiting on the ice cream cone. <laughs> I love you, Bernice. I hope my sister Leela let you listen to this on, on the rebound. I love you. I Listen, I want you to know that I love your father in heaven. I want you to know there isn't anything that he says to me that I don't embrace. And I want you to embrace every word that God is speaking into your life today. Take a hold of it, pull it into your heart, and simply say to Him, I trust you as I've never done before. And I'm growing in that trust every day, every single day. I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm under the shadow of the Almighty. He spread His shadowed wings over me. And as a result, I'm in a place of safety. No harm shall come to me because God has put me in the secret place of the Most High, being in the center of His will and being the center of my confession that God can do anything, anything but fail. I love you. Thank you for letting me join in with you just for a little while tonight on this message on trust. Trust God. Say it in the mirror. I'm going to trust God. I'm not listening to this other voice. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put my trust in in God. I love you. God bless you. See you Tuesday night for session number six on prevailing prayer. We've done five and we're going to do six and we're going to do seven, eight, and nine. I'm going to add add three more sessions on prayer on Tuesday nights. So if you want your prayer life to go up here. You need to join us It's seven o'clock, seven o'clock Tuesday night, seven o'clock Sunday night. Those are the twin times that I can come on and I can bless you and love you and love you with the word of God. Thank you so much. May God be with you and good night. Thanks for listening to the Outpouring with Dr. David Jeffries. For more information, visit his website at drdavidjeffries.com. And that is spelled D R D A V I D J E F F A R E S.com. I'm Harley Cannon.